Have you ever been asked to do the one thing you dreaded most? Often we find ourselves stuck at a crossroads, the place in our journey when we realize that the old way of doing things is no longer working. Learning to pivot brings freedom in life and business. When life provided the opportunity, I left corporate America to start my first business in 2004 while raising my twins. In 2021, we left the only life we had ever known and moved across the country to start over. There were more questions than answers and the road ahead was unclear. However, we decided to let faith, not fear, be our compass. Today, we are building the life of our dreams. With my background in marketing and a decade in the photography industry, I know how to help entrepreneurs shine online and share their talents with the world. The opportunity to rebuild my business allowed me to transition into a role as a business coach and a personal brand strategist. Join us here each week where we share simple strategies to get you unstuck in life and business and on your way to living the life you've been dreaming of. I am your host, Shelley Niehaus, and this is the Educated, Empowered, Inspired Podcast. Hi, thank you so much for joining us today on the Educated, Empowered, Inspired Podcast. I'm so excited to introduce our guest, Matthew Brackett. Are you navigating the tangled tensions of life, leadership, the personal and professional? Matthew is a leadership resilience educator and coach. He partners with leaders to assess, adapt, and accelerate life transformation by understanding and reconciling tensions. His clients walk away with reframed clarity and balance along with a personally crafted development plan. Born the 10th of 13 children in a small town in New England, Matthew left home at the age of 18 on a mission to serve others through formal religious ministry. This led him to Italy, Ireland, England, Colombia, Chile, and Mexico, along with a few years of active duty as a special staff officer and chaplain in the U.S. Navy, where he served sailors and Marines. He transitioned from 30 years of formal ministry to life and leadership coaching and education in order to continue to serve human development and growth in varying professional sectors. Matthew, we are so excited to have you back. Matthew was part of our launch. He was on episode one that came out with our launch series. And I will add that link in the show notes, but you need to make sure and go back and listen to that because he has an amazing background. And we did a little bit of digging into that, but we invited him back today because we wanted to do a deeper dive into the topic of leadership and how the leadership roles in our personal lives help prepare us for the leadership roles that we take on in the public sector or in entrepreneurship. So welcome, Matthew. We're excited to have you back. Shelly, thank you. It's Thank you very much. It's so good to be here. What an honor and to be with you in your launch and your, your podcast. Thank you for offering me this opportunity. You are such a rock star the first time, and we had such a good conversation. I wanted to have you back because I really feel like you have a lot to offer our audience just to help them around the idea of what leadership does look like in their personal life and how those skills translate into running a business. Uh, But before we do that, just tell us a little bit about how you got here. You know, where did you start and how did you end up going through these three journeys in your life? Yes. Well, that's, that's a long story, but I'll keep, (laughs) I'll keep the short is um, there was a moment as, as in many of our lives, pain and discomfort it's a language that speaks to us and part of our discernment is to try to understand where is it coming from what's it saying and 
as I said in our first conversation, it's so interesting how long we can sit in pain and discomfort in our life and as we try to figure it out. And that's well, that was the case for me. And really, when I look back, it was probably about 10 years right, of sitting there. And so the, I tried to understand what wasn't aligning, right? If there was something wrong with me, if there was something then in the lifestyle of of ministry as a Catholic priest, which has so many beautiful and fascinating aspects to it. And, you know, and then in just, man, spiritually, you know, how do I reconcile? Well, I, I committed myself to this, but I'm, I put it on the table and maybe I don't, maybe it's not working. And so I, I need to make a decision for something different. And I want to do something different, but how do I reconcile that just in my own heart and my conscience and my mind? So there's, and I resisted, I resisted that moment for a long time. I resisted asking myself those questions and because I just wanted to make it work. I wanted to make it work. <laughs> and so that's, that's sort of the underlying current you know during a number of those years and then that led me to take a year off you know I say I raised the white flag I said I need time I just need to look at myself and so I really I went into inpatient care for four months which is intense therapeutic treatment and and then I lived at home with my dad and so I consider that I call it it's a journey home to myself because I felt that I had I had gotten lost although doing so much good work I had gotten lost along the way and and again had that huge identity crisis of um, I'm all these things but really I felt that inside there was there was a lot of emptiness and and it wasn't a solid foundation so so I, I that year was that and also I did my coaching training but it was a year coming home to myself to be as you saw I said in my bio I've been I've worked around the world so I was away from family for so long so it was a time just to to be grounded and assess in and then I stepped back into ministry to try it on again I said all right I've done a lot of work on myself Let's let's see how it fits, and and again, so many wonderful things about it. So it never became an easy decision, and never. And maybe I was hoping that the day would come when it would be an easy decision. It never did, and but I tried it on again, and it just it wasn't fitting, and and I I thought it was just I was being honest and making the honest decisions of trying it on again, and then making the honest decision of. All right, this isn't working. This is not serving me, and I'm not. In the end, I'm not going to be serving others very well if I'm doing something where it's just not working. No matter how much I um, I sort of muscle my way through it. And so that led to that decision then of stepping away from formal ministry and active duty and starting my own coaching practice. I'm finishing a degree and master's degree in psychology of leadership, and I'm starting my practice around coaching, especially people in leadership roles. So there's a coaching element, there's an advisement element, and then there's the speaking and teaching, right? education, educating people around personal development and and the development of leadership skills and abilities. And, and from with a, a reference or a focus of resilience, because resilience is, a, it's a, it, it encompasses so many things about our experience as human beings. And so it's developing that resilience because we all we all have it, but we all need it. And it has different expressions for every person. I love that you use that term resilience. And I feel you spoke into something that I feel a lot of us face many times in our life. And it's that you had all this cumulative years of ministry. You'd poured so much time and effort into it. And sometimes we have gone on a journey and we're on it so long and we're maybe white knuckling all of our experience and where we are on that journey. And you, you spoke into having to step back and now you're being a 
becoming a beginner again and you're having to pivot. And a lot of times we have to let go of the good to maybe step into the great or that, you know, we have to let go of that comfort to step into that next phase or the next thing we're supposed to do. And it's super challenging and it's scary. So speak a little bit more about that time when you decided to pivot, maybe what was one of the actions that you took? Like, what was that first step again, so that you didn't camp out there and you didn't stay stuck, but you you started to, to take momentum and keep going. So speak into that pivot a little bit and just maybe one of the first steps you took to start to build that momentum. Yeah, Shelly, and let me link this also just the lead to the leadership conversation. For I suppose what I did was I began to look at myself. Now I was in a role where I was always looking at other people and looking at the transcendent, right? Looking at the divine and and trying to be a bridge for people in that. And, and that became very comfortable for me because then I didn't have to look at myself. And this can happen to your audience, right? Whether if they're spouses, if they're parents, if they're work. Right? Life is just so, and, and sometimes the one we most, um, what's the word, is maybe we don't take care of um, is ourself. And I mean that in a, in a very wholesome and healthy way. Right. Some, because some people can t- think about taking care of ourselves or the term self-care as uh, selfish. Right? And, but if, we, if we're not doing well, right, if we're not well-positioned and in a healthy place and well-grounded, how, how are we going to show up for others, whether that be in the home or whether that be in business, in any sector? So I took that time. Now, I, granted, I think it was a luxury for me to be able to step away. Not everyone has that, right? So it's how do you find that that time and that space to be able to do it for the good of the big picture? So it was about taking time to to look at myself and to to learn to develop and learn to grow and then sit in the discomfort of all those little nooks and crannies and dark spaces of my life and of that I didn't really like about myself and which I was very happy keeping them dark and bringing light into those because then well light light is life and so bringing light into those while it's uncomfortable it brings so much so much of us alive again and so i love how you talked about bringing light into those dark places and that and just and doing that taking that time off to do that self-examination really helped you bring light and once you bring the light into yourself you can take that light out into the world so let's take this into a little bit more of a leadership uh discussion and Talk about a lot of our audience and listeners, I feel they have a view of leadership is it's going to be, you know, more of one of those traditional roles. You think of leaderships and leadership in corporations, leadership maybe in a political type setting. But in reality, there's a lot of ways that we have leadership in our everyday lives and just people that are working in relationships in, in everyday life, there, there's a lot of ways that we are learning leadership and, you know, developing our leadership. So how would you say that we would convey leadership in our everyday life? Mm. Let me explain, since your podcast is called Educated, Empowered, and Inspired, let's begin with a little bit of education without making it too boring. But when I talk about leadership, I, I take a holistic approach. So it's really about self-leadership first, and then leadership of others, and then leadership in a system or organization. 
And there's probably, there's close to 400 definitions of leadership out there. So <laughs> it's very, very broad. Also, you know, and it's sort of that term that's been beaten up. And so it means everything and nothing at the same time. The shortest definition, you know, by John Maxwell, he says leadership is influence. So do all of us influence other lives in some way? I would say yes. And I'm speaking to your audience. They influence their spouse, if they have a spouse, their children, if they have children, and if they have a job, they influence people around them, whether it be their clients, customers, or their peers and partners. So I define leadership as a mutual exchange of being and behavior. So it's, being is so important because, all right, how, how am I? How am I leading myself first and foremost? So being and behavior, I see those as linked, that influence and enable. So influence others, but it's also about, it's not just influence, because we could also talk about, you know, the negative side of um, leadership. Leadership can also be destructive and negative. Right? Of influence and enabling individuals and groups to achieve personal potential in a common goal. So if, let's, if we break that down without getting too academic about if we break that down into the lives of our people, I, my the way I show up, I want my being and my behavior to influence positively the people around me. And to enable them to also be better people, to grow, to achieve their potential. And I think if your audience is mostly women, if some of them are mothers, that's their one of their dreams, that their children achieve their personal potential. And as a family, that they achieve a common goal. So I totally take that holistic approach, which includes work, personal well-being and then personal leadership, which then overflows, obviously, into those around us that it's a mutual exchange, that it influences and enables, it empowers, as your podcast is entitled as well. And then it's, it's about potential and reaching a goal. So I think by by describing that a little bit, hopefully you're, some of your your audience can take that, those bite pieces and all right, in my life, well, I am a leader. I do influence other people. And how can I, how can I do that better? Or, or even, let's just even back up for a second, not how can I do that better? How am I doing that? How am I doing that? And really, how am I doing that so well? Because another element is to build on our strengths. Oftentimes, we look at our lives and our roles, and we look at all the things that we're not doing well. All the things we would like to, <laughs> that we would like to. And I, spouses and parents are sometimes internally some of the most frustrated people because they never feel like they're a good spouse or a good parent. Because how did you learn how to be a spouse and parent? Well, you figure it out as you go, right? And a, a quick parenthesis here is, when you look at society, some of the two most fundamental, probably the most important things that people are gonna do in their lives, most people, is that they will be a, a spouse, a partner, and they'll be a parent. And is there any training and education for that? For those most, most important leadership there is none, right are there, we need more <laughs> are there opportunities to yes there is and but, but we're sort of expected to fill it out i'm sorry to to figure it out as we go and so we we muscle our way through it and we fumble our way through it as we all do through sort of life trying to make it work and, and so what does that that leads to a lot of disappointment and for people just are always questioning themselves so building on our strength this is what's what am I good at? And when I say strengths, it's really about what gives me, what what makes me come alive? What makes me light up? 
And in our lives, we want to play to our strengths rather than playing to try to fix all the things that we don't like um, or cover up all the holes or whatever. Now, everyone has so many gifts and strengths. Let's build on those. And on the on the way, we'll, 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 some of the other things will maybe fix themselves. Or we can also just pay attention to them, but our energy is geared towards building and not trying to tear down all of the other stuff that we, that we don't like because then we're left with tearing all this other stuff down that we don't like, but we haven't really built anything. So strengths, what makes me come alive? What makes me light up my life? There's something that you are probably very good at. But there's also things that you're probably good at, but when you do it, it like dims the light in your heart and in your mind. You're like, oh, I'm good at it, but I just don't like to do it. Okay, let's play to the things that lighten you up, that bring you life, that make you come alive. But sometimes then we're caught in the pickle of wanting, especially with entrepreneurs, right? These are the things I want to do, but then there's all, you know, running a business and all that. There's all this stuff that I have to do, you know, or I don't have the resources to, to outsource it. And so I have to do it myself. And it, it, is, it is a pickle. So, but it's important just to have a timeline and to push through it with vision, with intentionality, and to understand that the certain stages are temporary, right? Yes, this is, I'm going through this. I'm not loving it, but I have a vision. I'm going to work through it this time. And that's where, you know, working with someone like you is so important or with other business coaches in is trying to figure out that timeline and making and putting things together little by little. And because as we are, as human beings, sometimes we want everything to work perfectly from the get go. Right. We love a mat, an easy button. As I like to tell my kids, we all want that easy button. So I love the part that you spoke into about building on our strengths and what makes us come alive. So how would you suggest that someone maybe listening to this podcast could start to make some assessments of what makes them come alive? Maybe they're thinking of stepping into a new role or wanting to grow their leadership or take it into more of a, a business type setting. What are some of the things that they could do to really reflect and decide what makes them come alive and how they could use that to positively impact other people to be the best version of themselves? Yes. Sometimes to do that, we, we need someone else, just like our conversation right here. As human beings, we process things through communication, whether it be through speaking or whether it be through writing. That's how we process what's going on. When we just sort of sit in our corner and look at ourselves and try to figure it out, oftentimes that, that leads us to getting stuck again, <laughs> right? Yes. Having someone else, and that's where coaches can be very, or whether it also be a therapist, depending on what you're trying to work on, that's where it's so valuable because you're able to mirror yourself, look at yourself, listen to yourself, because when we put things into words, we take more ownership of it. It becomes mm -hmm. more real. And when we hear ourselves say things, we're like, oh, oh, wow. I've never said that before. I never realized that. In other words, with having someone to speak to, we're able to discover a lot of our answers. Because what a coach does, or a, what a coach facilitates the process of you discovering your answers. The coach doesn't have the answers. You do. You do. And so a coach tries to facilitate a process where you can find those. So I use, for example, one a tool that I use with couple with people. Right? It's very it's very deep process, and I'm I'm a big fan of deep deep growth and processes. Is 
It's called the results accelerator. And in the results accelerator, there's different parts that I can use people like core needs, understanding, because when we understand our core needs, we're going to show up, we're going to be more engaged. We're going to be, we're finding what, what's the fuel that makes us run. And oftentimes something we're trying to, you know, make life work on an empty tank and we can't, and we, and we don't know why. So it's developing this knowledge about ourselves. What makes me go? What brings me alive? Right? What's the fuel that fuels my life? And oftentimes it's in our needs as human being. Now, when I say needs, oftentimes people will say, oh, I don't like that because that makes me sound needy. And I'm not referring to that. Needy has a sort of negative connotation. We as human beings, and when you study psychology, you see this as we have very valid and necessary needs whether they be physical, whether they be emotional, whether they be of survival, right? And then and then also of transcendence of just of going above and beyond. So we have these needs. So it's understanding those. That's one, and there's so many so much we could talk about, but what's that's one thing that's um, one way to to understand that. And then if you allow me to, I would say because most of your audience is women is I would encourage them to stop and to look at their life and to marvel at the amazing people they are. Now, I know that sounds sort of, women are incredible human beings, right? And from a spiritual perspective and a sort of biblical, I would say the women, the woman is the crown of creation. And when you look at it, I mean, what a mother does, what a woman does in the, her ability to mother, to give life, what, a, what the strength of a woman the, the the emotional the this deep emotion sentiment the ability to of compassion the ability to to walk with someone the in when a woman you know those of you who are mothers when they when they they love just the ability of a woman to love and then when she has a baby a child all of a sudden, her heart just grows and like I never knew I could love this much and then you have another baby and I this this there's almost like this infinite capacity of a woman to love and to give. And that's, there's so much pressures now on women in society because you, they're expected to be so perfect and do so many things. Mm. I would encourage your women to, to look at like, how am I showing up as a spouse, as a woman, as a mother, if they're a mother, and in my professional life and say, holy smokes, I'm, I'm actually doing pretty well. Right? So where are all these pressures and tensions coming from? Are they coming from outside? without or are they coming from within now depending on the answer to that is then where now how do i deal with those pressures because that comparison thing gets us every time comparison yes well, and with social media it makes makes it all the harder right people because people have everyone else's life right in front of them and it's usually the the positive sides of people's lives and so it's like then it's this con you know either the body or the lifestyle or whatever it is or the professional and then oh this woman is she's just doing so many things and i'm i'm just the mother just the mother where would the world and society be if we didn't have good mothers right so take the i think that i am a mother and that's probably one of the most amazing things you can do um but anyways I agree. And I always tell all of my clients, the word just is no longer in their vocabulary. That is, you know, you are a mother, you are a business owner, you are amazing and you're on your journey and you're right where you need to be mm. at that time. So I love that you could speak into how we can work on ourselves first. And we really need the guidance of 
an outside, you know, a coach or a therapist to kind of make us because we are so close to our own world that it's hard to have that lens to see, you know, we do need that guide. So that's super valuable. And all of those roles in our everyday life do prepare us for maybe starting that next chapter or starting that business. So I guess my last uh, question around this topic to you is as entrepreneurs, especially entrepreneurs that are in this modern day world of social media and just online space, one of the things they have to start to lean into is this idea of becoming a thought leader and being a thought leader around maybe they are the base of their business most of the time. Uh, people are being influenced to make buying decisions now and to do different things. And so part of that is you have to put yourself out there and display yourself as a person that maybe could become a thought leader. And you have to start to get to that confidence of putting yourself out there and demonstrating leadership in that professional capacity. So for someone that's maybe making that transition or needs some confidence or, or some, you know, just repetition of getting out there and viewing themselves as a thought leader in their business, what tip or suggestion would you give for them to maybe start that journey? I would go back to what I already said about taking time to, to work on ourselves because it's a huge investment in your present and in your future, whether okay. the, your inner circle and whether it be, then it would be your business. Because when you're gonna, when you're able to show up better and with much more clarity about who you are and what your strengths are and everything that you can bring to the world, then that's that clarity is gonna come across in, in a lot of confidence, and in the products that you sell. And if your product is you in the sense that it's your name, well, you're gonna show up a lot more clearly and confident. So I wouldn't underestimate the importance of that. But at the same time, transition in in creating this new professional identity is very challenging right and if you have if some of your audiences they've dedicated time to to maybe to, to to a profession and to raise a family and now they're stepping into a new stage where they want to entrepreneurship or they want to do something different and of course there's there's understandably a lot of insecurities and fears with that and we we can't make those disappear but it's important to lean into them to see what are the stories or like and what are the stories that these fears and insecurities are telling me are they accurate are they inaccurate how much power am i giving to them and if they're accurate then we need to attend to them but if they're inaccurate well then we need to give them less power over us and that's a process but again we do that oftentimes through our work with with someone else by being able to face those those fears and insecurities and becoming a thought leader again going back to your audiences if you've if you're married or if, or if you already have a job and you've worked for a long time in the workforce if you've raised children you're bringing so much to the table okay and <laughs> well, let me share something about myself is what's worked against me you know with my background is you know people in the corporate world look at me like they don't like it's really cool everything you've done but it doesn't translate, right? So it is. And so that did that batter my confidence? Of course it did, right? It was like, holy smokes, well, how do I how do I translate this? How do I make this valuable? Because I know it is, but how do I how do I speak the language and make it valuable to the people that I think it will serve? That's a that's a journey. Um, but again, we need people to facilitate that process in our journey. And we can rarely get stuck there. And I know your podcast is about getting people unstuck. 
So yes. <laughs> yeah. I love that. I see a quote card coming here that clarity leads to the confidence. And, and you're right. You have to have that foundation of clarity. And, and that's part of doing that, that work of finding it and, and having someone to guide you uh, just through that process. Yeah. And they can take years off your journey because they can see things that you can't see and they have experiences that you don't experience, have experience with. So I know our listeners would love to do a lot of research and learn more about you. So uh, tell us a little bit more about your um, work around resilience and how they could maybe find out more. So the, yes, the tangled tensions of life. I think it's something that a lot of us can relate to, especially um, as we get older and we, we want to pivot and, and just life, you know, the, the personal, the professional life and leadership and all this stuff is, so resilience is how having the ability to deal with those tensions in a healthy way. And it may, resilience is different for every, in other words, how it shows up, it's different for everyone. So again, comparison is not a good thing there. Oh, that person is more resilient than me. Now, what does resilience look like? I use like rubber bands, rubber bands. They're all different sizes and they can, some can take more pressure and some take less. Some can stretch more, some can stretch less. They're all rubber bands. We just have to figure out how much we can stretch without breaking, right? Yeah. And how we can, you know, how's the best way that we can hold things together in a very healthy and wholesome way. That's what resilience is about. So it's about helping people in those, all those tensions to find that balance then to find that sweet spot. And which is not easy to do, but we can, but we can get there. So I, I use some tools. Again, I work with couples. So I use an assessment. There's a coaching journey that I do with couples and then, but with really with people in leadership roles, which is really what my services are geared towards is one of the things that can really go is what I, is the results accelerator because it's a short, but very deep journey. And it brings people to really clarify their goals, their values, their needs, their purpose, and then the second step is the results roadmap. And then we map that out in a very visual way. And the great thing about it is that it's a sort of a, it's a defined coaching process, right? This will take whatever, six, seven, eight hours. Okay. Then you go, either we can continue or you go on to the next step in your life. But when we have clarity around our values, purpose, needs, and all this, then well, our mindset's better. Our engagement is better. Our confidence is a lot better. Again, it's working from the inside out. I love that. And all that information is on your website, correct? They can find you there. We will link to that in the show notes to help them yes. uh, work with you on that program. I, I'm going to check that out. That looks super awesome. And I love that you, you know, are walking the walk about starting at, from the inside and, and working your way out and, and building that confidence with that clarity. So, okay. We've talked about a lot today and gone some different directions. But the one thing is I always want to make sure that we leave listeners with is we want to empower them. We've educated them. We've talked about a lot of the topics, but I want to empower them and I want them to have an action item or a step that they could take with them and maybe implement this week to really just start building that momentum because remember we want them to keep going. Mm -hmm. So what is one practical or tactical step from just the things that we talked about this week that our listeners could take and implement this week. Okay. Let me just say, well, I'm going to start with something. A person of influence, which is what a leader is, has integrity, nurtures others, has faith in others, listens to others, understands others, enlarges others, and builds them up. 
connects with others and empowers others. So if any of those phrases speak to you, well, then maybe that's something to focus on. But now to something more specific for me would be one thing that how one thing to invest in your personal growth and mm. personal betterness to have one thing a day, one thing a week, and one thing a month, and one thing a year. Usually, I think, but we're, we're, let's go back to the week because that's what we're talking about. One thing a day and one thing in a week that I will invest in my personal growth. And if they're married or if they're in a committed relationship, also as a couple, one thing a day and one thing a week that we will try to show up better for each other. That is so good. And I love that you took this really big problem and we made it really small. We started with one step a day and one step a week. And that's one of the things that I'm always trying to encourage our audience is we're so quick to invest in our kids. We're so quick to invest in, you know, others outside of us. And we often are a little bit more resistant to investing in ourselves. Mm -hmm. So that investment in ourselves and that investment um, in making us stronger so that we can go out and, you know, shine our light into the world is so important. So thank you for encouraging them to make that investment in themselves on a daily basis and then on a weekly basis. So I would love to let our listeners know where they can find you. Yes. Well, as we, as we've said, LinkedIn or is in the show notes in my Facebook page, Instagram, Matthew Bracket Alliance, and also my website, which they might, okay. they might still find under in progress, but it will be there soon. <laughs> We're working on it. We'll get it up. Okay. Yes. We will have all of those links in the show notes of how you can connect with Matthew and find out um, about the Bracket Alliance and all of the good work that he's doing. If you want to do more work with him and connect with him one-on-one about his coaching tools, that sounds like an amazing opportunity to start this process and to take that first step and invest in yourself so that you can start to step into your purpose and your calling and shine that light out into the world that you were meant to shine. So before we say goodbye, I would love to ask you one last question because we always want to leave our listeners inspired. So would you share with us one thing that inspires you? Something that inspires me is when I come across a homeless person. And I don't mean someone who's really chose to live on the streets for other benefits or whatever, but someone who is owning their reality that I am homeless, I'm on the streets, and I need help. And... And they begin to grow. They begin to knock on doors. They begin to rise again from those ashes of whatever led them to the streets that they, they're they going to rise from that. And that's, I find that so inspirational. And when I come across people in the streets, and I always want to approach them. I can't always, but I want to approach them because to understand where they're at, what got them there and how they're going to rise. And I find that very inspirational. What a beautiful example of, I just looking at how to not stay stuck and to take that first step and to keep going. And just that visual of, you know, someone that can definitely get back up and, you know, our past don't define us and we can keep going. So what a beautiful just image of inspiration. So thank you so much for sharing that today. We would love to know um, if this message inspired you. So let us know. We'd love to hear from you. Hit the link in the show notes to send us a quick message and let us know. We can't wait to hear your messages. Uh, thank you so much for joining us today. 
And wherever you are in your life or your business, don't stay stuck, keep going and be brave. Thank you so much for hanging out with us today. If you were educated, empowered, or inspired, please follow and leave a review and share this episode with a friend. I want to help you get unstuck in life and business so you can build the life of your dreams. The first step on that journey is learning to calm the chaos and make space for what matters. Get my secret weapon for finding time in your busy life to make good things happen. Just click on the link in the show notes and grab my simple strategies to overcome overwhelm and take back your life. And until next time, remember, don't get stuck, keep going, and be brave.